Hello and welcome to the Cozy Mystery Book Club podcast, YouTube's first cozy mystery book club, celebrating cozy mysteries 24-7. I'm the creator and hostess, Angela Maria Hart. To stay up to date with everything Cozy Mystery Book Club, please be sure to check out the Instagram and Twitter accounts, both at Cozy Mystery Club. And for even more Cozy Mystery Book Club news and some behind-the-scenes sneak peeks, you can visit and follow my personal Twitter and Instagram accounts. Both are at Writer A Hart. And to avoid any potential autocorrect mistakes, my last name Hart is spelled H-A-R-T. I am always planning and organizing something for the Cozy Mystery Book Club, so I guarantee there will be cozy references across the board. Today's podcast episode features our YouTube livestream discussion of Death of a Kitchen Diva by Lee Hollis. The YouTube live stream previously aired November 30th, 2021. The live stream's special sleeping guest was Brie Hill, aka at Falling for Romance on Instagram. I had a great time discussing the book with Brie and all of our sleuthing friends. Please enjoy this podcast episode featuring our discussion of Death of a Kitchen Diva. Okay. Oh my gosh, this is so cool. There are people here. Well, everything's all up and going. Hi, everybody. Hello, everybody. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I finally clicked on the comments and there's people. Hello. <laughs> I know, as soon as I see the comments and I said people were watching and waiting, I'm going, oh my goodness, they're here. Yeah, I felt like yeah. I never build it and they shall come sort of thing. <laughs> Because I always get fluttered, like they—they're here. They care. They want to yes. push. People want to talk about books with us. Well, I'm very, very excited to announce my guest hostess for the night, Bree, the amazing Falling for Romance. She is one of my favorite people on Bookstagram. Again, her handle is Falling for Romance. She talks a lot about romance. You know, I love romance, but we talk about cozies too. So romance and cozies. But so if you want cozies, romance all the awesomeness because she's awesome and amazing and is a bright ray of sunshine. <laughs> Please go check her out. <laughs> she's always so positive and so cute. Like, I love your Instagram. You're posting all your holiday romances. And I was like, oh, I got to go to my Macy Yates Christmas one. She inspires me. <laughs> it's crazy. There's so many, but I love so much your love of cozies. I am every year. I'm like, I'm going to read. I have entire series on my shelf. Like every year I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm going I'm to finally finish this Phoebe Haywood series that I started, the Blueberry Farm Mysteries. It's also set in Maine. And yet another year goes by and I'm like, nope, didn't get to it this year. But like, yeah, I, I just love keeping up with you guys to see what everybody's reading. It's so funny you say that because there's a couple cozy series where there's some cozies just go on and I get those books and I'm going, I know if I start reading book one, I'm going to fall into it and want to binge it. And like, I can't let myself do that quite yet because yeah. you're going, here are nine other books in this series. And if I start with book one, I'm going to want to get to nine. I'm like, I have too much to do between now and then. So I like, I like the fact we're just doing book one with series. Yeah. So I'm like, I shall get to you later. <laughs> so do you try to stay away from series that aren't finished? Oh, that is one of my biggest pet peeves. Cause sometimes, sometimes I do, but other times if I'm just like so intrigued, I can't help myself. So I, I mean, it totally varies, but I have to admit, I am not a fan of like finishing it, having a cliffhanger. Having to wait. <laughs> I was like, we're talking, we, we found each other through romance. We have the happily ever after with cozy. Yeah. You don't always get the happily ever after. Sometimes yeah. the mystery, you're like, wait a second. The over- <laughs> Hold up. <laughs> Cause 
I'm that person, like, like I said, the B.B. Haywood series. I can't remember. It's, it's something blueberries and it's set in Maine, you guys. I can't remember that. I, when I find a series, I like to buy the entire thing. So like I bought all of that. Juliet Blackwell has like the fixer of her series. Bought all of that. Like I need the series to be done. <laughs> I don't want to like wait, you know, so. That but is I am reading like the Lee Perry skeleton in the yes. series. I, I don't think it's done. I hope it's not done. <laughs> oh, I have those books over there. She's the writer. <laughs> They're over there somewhere in the like the mess of books that I have over there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the things are popping up and I'm like, everybody's here. This is so cool. <laughs> okay. Mary said, why are so many books set in Maine? And I was thinking about this today. Like, okay, mm-hmm. what? is one of your favorite locations to read about because Maine is a buzzword of mine. I don't care what the book is about. I think it's just like a dream destination. I've been there once, but I was only at the airport. I didn't like get to go outside. So I'm like, I need all the Maine books. Like my favorite show right now is called The Lost Kitchen and it's set in Maine. So like the name sounds familiar, but I haven't seen it. That sounds awesome though. Yes. (laughs) It's like me and my Great British Baking show. It's like, this is our, these are our people. <laughs> oh, yeah. The comment just popped up. Murder, she wrote vibes. Definitely. Cabot Cove. Although, granted, if you're a citizen, you are probably not going to make it to the end of the series. Yes. Yeah. Sheriff. <laughs> oh, well, even though we lost the first sheriff, we lost Tupper. Then we got <laughs> the yeah. other one came along. But still, I mean, very dangerous place to live. I'm from Massachusetts originally. And so we went on vacation to Maine during like the autumn foliage. It was so amazing there, but I haven't been back since. And that was when I was probably in elementary middle school. I would love to go back to Maine because it's just, it has that sort of, I don't know how to describe it. It has the, the small town hallmarky feel, but you have the water and then you have the nature, but it's also got enough people. So it doesn't feel like, you know, the sprawling lands of nowhere. It's got a really it's different from anywhere else. I feel like it's it's, its own yeah. little part. It like it does not resemble any other state. It's like sometimes you're like, oh yeah, this is just like so and so, or this is just like this. There's no just like with Maine. It's its own little ending. Yeah. yeah. I mean, just watching the show that I, I mentioned. So it's called The Lost Kitchen, and the hero, like the the heroine I'm talking about, her like she's <laughs> in a book. She did write a memoir, you guys, and it's good. It's by Aaron French. But a restaurant's only open for six months because they prioritize ingredients from Maine. And like a lot of people up there, like they farm peaches, apples. I mean, I didn't know that like fishermen can be considered farmers, but I love that too. I mean, I like friends, I get it. Yeah. Like, I like that and there's their peak season is like the summertime through like september october so that's when you really get the show and it's amazing just to see how like this community comes together through food and i'm like this is why cozy mysteries work so well up here i I mean like talking about food this one i was this was different for me sometimes they'll have little interludes with books but this is the first time we got recipes in between chapters and they flow with the narrative you just reminded me of that that was on my notes because this to me was so different we had her column but then the the recipes went with the column so you had to read the recipes too I was really intrigued by that so I loved how we got so many recipes and the the way that they incorporated the recipes Mm -hmm. into the story like that becoming her job I loved that so you just reminded me because I I don't know if anyone else has come across that in cozies. I mean, usually the recipes are the back of the book and that's the first thing you do. You usually go, oh, there's, you know, five recipes in the back. 
But this one, you almost had to go through like, which chapter are they in? Let's go find them. We almost need like the table of contents to go find the recipes. <laughs> yeah. I funny. loved how the boss, Sal, was like, nobody wants to read about your dog. And like the exact thing that he wasn't going to work, think mm-hmm. work was what everybody loved. I was like, leave her alone. Let her do the column the way she wants to. <laughs> I, was, I thought that was so funny because I, I, her, her column is very blog-esque to me. Yeah. but. That's what you can do with arts and leisure when you're in that section. You're, again, like I have a background with journalism. I mean, I used to do more political, you know, things of that nature. So I had the very like, we have a very formatted way of going about this, but that's different. Like you ca- you have to come at things differently. And he was just doing like that old school approach. So I kind of like that her having this blog type lifestyle column was different because I'm like, oh, this is the new newspaper. She's doing something different with it. Like this can help it grow and be better. So I can't wait to see like what happens with later books and how like this newspaper develops. I think that would be interesting. The fact that it's a newspaper, like it's not a blog online or like an online magazine. It's a newspaper, which I think is so nostalgic because unfortunately how many people really get newspapers still you know like I feel like that's a dying kind of form of journalism so I I really love that I love that it was still a newspaper itself so oh yeah that was I mean he said newspapers are struggling in the text I'm going yeah it's true but I'm glad you're here (laughs) I'm glad they made you a newspaper I mean there are other things that have like what is it called the food blogger mystery series like there are other like cozies that have the bloggers and stuff so I did like we have a modern day newspaper cozy this is rare now (laughs) (laughs) and it just goes to show how in some small towns I think in America still I mean newspapers are still the way most people get you know the what's going on so yeah I get some newspaper she does (laughs) (laughs) you know I mean my gran is in Missouri in a small town in Missouri and she doesn't get the, I mean, that's one thing that bothers her. Like she does not get the paper like they used to. And she's like, and even now when they do get it, she's like, it's not full of stuff like it used to be, mm-hmm. you know? So it's just, it's one of those things that's like going away, you know, in certain places. So. Well, I thought it was really, really cute after her column came out that the guy said her, the revenue, they just gone up with what, what, 15% with marketing. <laughs> She's making money for her local newspaper. How cool is that? (laughs) Oh my goodness. There are so many people here. Nancy, Stephanie, Regina, Manon, Lou. Oh my gosh, everybody. Okay, okay. We have to talk about the first... Okay, the way that this book was told, like the story... I listened to it on audio. The audio book came out today, you guys. And I was like waiting I said, have enough time to listen to the whole thing. I, I mean, I just, I love cozies on audio. And a lot of the ones that I, I read, you don't get on audio. So when I was like, I'm getting this one. The way that it was told kind of felt like, like a newspaper article in a way. <laughs> it's like, here's the ending. Now we're going to tell you. It out with her like getting ready for this date that she doesn't want to go on. And she's like, would it be bad, like mad if like five last minute canceled? And then we find out she gets arrested. <laughs> so then it goes, it's like a week before. And I was like, I like this. I don't see that way of like storytelling a lot in cozies. It kind of felt like you were sitting down with a friend telling you a story about how they got like convicted of murder. <laughs> I wrote it down because 
I think it was chapter 11 was where we finally, I, I'm trying to remember if it was 11 or 17. I forgot what happened in chapter 17, but there was another note. But like, we weren't up to date until later on. Like it took a while to get to where the story started. And so that was interesting. I was actually going to ask if people liked it or didn't like it because we, we then had to figure out like how she got there. Yeah. So I was at first I'm going, oh my gosh, like the body fell so quickly. This is just happening so fast. I love it. And then all of a sudden it was a week later. I'm going, wait, what? <laughs> I, had, I had like a moment of pause. Because I, I was so excited. Like, oh my goodness, she's already getting arrested. Like this is happening. Because I was always saying like the faster the body drops, the more invested I am. And then all of a sudden the week later, I, I had to like rewind because I read it a while ago. And then with audio, I had to like rewind it. Like I was like back 30 seconds. <laughs> I was yeah. like rewind. So well, that's I, what I was thinking today too. I was like, I'm, I, I felt like I was at like almost the halfway point or at the halfway point before the murder even happens. And I'm like, I know it's been a while since I've heard of cozy, but don't they usually happen earlier in the book? But I guess the way that she starts it with her telling us I got arrested. Now let's go back. It's like, well, you know that somebody dies apparently and she's like the suspect and she's like walking us through it. So I don't know. What did everybody think about that? <laughs> I mean, I mean, a glass of wine too. Cheers. <laughs> well, I mean, with her, I, it was, I almost started keeping a tally after a certain point because she was always drinking. She had the lemon drop. She had like, <laughs> when she was in jail, she's like, can I get a Jack Daniels, please? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> when she convinces her brother to sneak into the house too she was like well then you can be locked up with me for moral support <laughs> driving and laughing I loved it so much I loved their relationship so I mean like some of the stuff like the references like things like that I think is what makes it feel like a cozy mystery I mean the fact that you can just convince your relative and be like hey like best friend you want to go find out for me? Like, let's go sneak around this guy's house. Like, the fact that you get people to just do this, I mean, after like five minutes of a stare off is unbelievable because it would never happen in real life, but I love it. <laughs> Mary said her brother owning the bar. I love what it's called drinks like a fish. <laughs> Loved it. Oh God. So, okay. We get the setup with that first chapter. Mm-hmm. And then, okay. So I really love that. First and foremost, that she was a single mom. I really liked that. I felt like that made the stakes even higher because it's like, well, who's going to take care of her kids? Her mom thinks like the government is tapping phones. <laughs> so she's probably not going to step in and take care of the kids. I mean, her brother's there, but like it just made the stakes that much higher because she's like the single mom. She hits a guy with the car and she's like, please don't sue me. <laughs> I can't that afford was- work. <laughs> My favorite thing about that was she put her plea for him not to sue her in her next newspaper article. I was like, I have a friend. Hopefully he can let go of the past. And it was one of those, like, you know, she had a very specific reason and purpose for writing that. Like, it was her plea of like, please don't ruin my life. Yeah. Crystal said I hated her mom. Yeah. Her mom was weird. Somebody, oh, what was the woman that got killed? Her name was Karen, right? Her son was like, also like her mom, like the government's tapping so like what is up with people in Maine <laughs> think the government is tapping phones <laughs> I uh, so we got the reference early on I forget which one of her BFF said it but one of them was like he's very Unabomber-esque yeah. and I'm going that's a terrible thing to say and then you meet him and you're going <laughs> that might, I get it like yeah. I get it <laughs> it's like, it, it. 
what? But like talking about it now, it's, it's just so, it's something else. <laughs> I mean, oh my gosh, I'm totally blanking on the guy's name. It was Sam, is it Worthington? They did a show. It was called Man, was it Manhunt? He was the agent looking for the Unabomber played by Paul Bettany. And so it's so awful too, because Paul, he like, he's so likable. And then he's playing this horrible person. And I'm like, what are you doing to me? You're messing with my head. And so I was thinking of the show when I was, when like, I was listening to an audiobook, like when I was listening to this go on, like I'm picturing Paul Bettany as like the weird guy. Yeah. <laughs> that was not a normal. <laughs> as she said, I can't believe she swallowed the cookie from the sun. I know she had to like do what she could do to get out of there alive. I don't think he was going to kill her, but at that point, we didn't know. We did not know. <laughs> well, she was poisoned too. <laughs> and so you take the, you take the food? Yeah. Really? Oh, goodness. That, I mean, because I'm picturing her taking like a small little nibble of it. Oh, yeah. goodness. Yeah. And how does he cook like without electricity? How do you oh, make electricity? It's so questionable, like how these cookies even came to be. I mean, that, no wonder they taste like cardboard. They're not going to taste like normal cookies because you can't yeah. bake them like regular everyday cookies. So, uh. okay. The whole library bake sale scene where things really kick off was interesting to me. Okay. First and foremost. Okay. So I feel like this is my only, like, I just felt like there was a lot of over explaining for certain things like mm-hmm. the brother being gay and all these laws that were passed and I was like this is kind of weird like mm-hmm. all we need to know is that he's gay and that his partner is the police chief Sergio Sergio's entire back history everything <laughs> about Sergio <laughs> got, like that that kept going and going and I I kind of had that moment of I understand that this is book one in a series, but it's not like that for every other character. Same thing with Sabrina. I look at the full on backstory and she's in one scene. Yeah. <laughs> Sabrina was the the more the mortician Green person, girl. right? She was kind of awful. <laughs> at first I was like, okay, maybe she was like the mean girl in high school, but when we meet her, she's gonna be like this changed person. And she was like throwing shade in the conversation. And I was like, okay, you're still an awful person. It was a little bit much for me. I was like, nobody seems to like our main girl except her friends. (laughs) No, and she made a comment at one point that really caught my attention. I mean, it was almost like a throwaway sort of reference. Like It was just sort of there, but it just really jumped out to me. She said something like, you can't live in a small town without making enemies. And I'm going, whoa, <laughs> what crazy mystery are you in? <laughs> like, this is different. Usually it's the community. You're all together. Like, you're usually not like, oh, and you. No, no, no. We can avoid each other. The way yeah. she said you can make enemies. And then she's going, oh, but everyone in town knows I would never do anything. I'm like, you just threatened the lady in front of everybody. And then you said you had enemies. Like, I don't think they're going to back you up with that one. <laughs> right. You might want to back off or else, or else what? I might kill you. I'm like, who says that in the library in front of other people? (laughs) I mean, I don't want to say like she had the backbone or whatever, but like, so she was the one who started the food fight sort of situation. Like the other one, yeah, she hit you with the whipped cream, but like you retaliated and then it escalated. So like she wasn't exactly, you know, a shy, meek little mouse living in the corner anywhere. Yeah. But I do think that that scene was also so important because when Karen is murdered, it's like, well, you just said this really awful thing and then the girl is dead. 
you know? So I, I don't know. I, I guess in that, that aspect, I really liked it, but I was like, geez, another mean girl. <laughs> Golly, is nobody nice in this town? What was it? I'm trying to remember. I think her name's Carrie. It's the first book in Barkery and Biscuits. You mentioned audiobooks. This is on Audible. I think it's free. Barkery and Biscuits. It's a five book cozy mystery series. In book one, she's opening her bakery, which is also a barkery. So she has half of it is a bakery for just people. Then the other part is the barkery that has food and treats and stuff for the dogs. And, and so she has the barkery and she's doing the opening day and... <laughs> The, the pet store owners come and the other pet store lady is awful. And she has that whole mean girl vibe again. And she says the same thing. Oh, I'm going to kill you. And then she's <laughs> dead. Like, this is a new cozy mystery thing where people say, I'm going to kill you. And then the person like pops up and it's like, you, yeah. you were going to jail. <laughs> With the series that I've, I've read, usually the first book, or at least one of the first three books, it's somebody close to the protagonist. That is the suspect. So like we started with a bang here. Like it was the main character. I was like, this is a little different for me. (laughs) I, yeah, I just, yeah, she really went for it with that one. Like when she ever said like, everyone knows I'm not going to hurt him. I'm like, you just said you're going to kill somebody. Like, (laughs) you know, I like it when it's the protagonist or their mother or like their best friend in the world, because I hate it when it's just, I'm looking over I'm looking over the fence and I'm spying on you and I'm being nosy. I mean, at least this gives them a reason to poke around and do their sleuthing. And then once they get good at it, then they're like, oh yeah, my best friend's cousin was like, you know, the suspect, let me go solve it because now I'm good at it. I have the contacts and the skills. But if you do that in book one, I'm going, oh, you're so nosy. Go go get a hobby. And there was just like a reason, like a why for everything. Like her and Karen... Uh, they had already, I guess, bumped heads before. Like they weren't friends. But then the icing on the cake is now she's doing this article that Karen, and Karen's known as like the crafty person or whatever in town. But she needs extra money. She's a single mom, you know? So it's like you see all these threads of like decision making on her part of like why she's doing stuff. And then things are just like biting her in the butt in the end, <laughs> you know? The other thing that killed me was like, I don't know how she has a driver's license. Like, how did you pass? Because <laughs> he's in the crosswalk too. Like he's like, it's not just like she, he's in the crosswalk. So she hits him with the car and then she's in the grocery store and she hits Karen with the cart. And then when she's at the funeral. She walks into somebody like she's always bumping into stuff. And like, every time that happens, like that was when the guy put like the poison in her bag. That's when the other one got her recipe. That's where you meet the guy who you're like, I don't know what's going on with you. I mean, her clumsiness is leading to this. Yeah. I just felt like if you get an email from your like arch nemesis, do you believe that it's from them and like go over there? Like, I don't know. That just was a little bit of a stretch for me. I'm like, y'all were literally just throwing food at each other. Like, I would have been like, girl, you can call me and we can apologize to each other. <laughs> or at least meet in public. Like, let's have, you know, when like those online dating stuff and they're like, yeah, you never, like, you want to go to meet and have coffee in public so yeah. you don't have a Lifetime movie, you know, inspiration. <laughs> so like, let's go meet up in public. Like, that's the sort of thing you do. And maybe you're going to have like your best friend, like two tables over to have your back just in case. <laughs> like, Your brother owns a bar. Go meet at the bar. <laughs> I, yeah. And plus it was like 10 o'clock at night too. Like, I mean, seriously, I don't want to leave my apartment ever anyway. So like, I'm seriously not going to leave it at 10 o'clock at night. Like, 
No, like I was not. No. In Maine. I mean, Maine is a dream destination, but I'm assuming in a small town, it's pretty woodsy. You know, like, I just don't think that's safe. (laughs) Plus two, there's a lot of pop culture references here. And she references Lifetime a lot. If you watch Lifetime, you're going to have a little anxiety after a certain point. Because, like, everything bad is always happening. No, when she mentions Lifetime, she always refers to it as cheesy. And I'm like, maybe during the holidays, maybe. I don't personally like the term cheesy when referring to stuff, but I get it. I'm like, during the holidays, maybe, but. When I was growing up and like my grandma and my aunts were watching Lifetime, it was like romantic suspense. Like it was suspenseful yeah. stuff. Like, I don't know. <laughs> it's, I feel as if I want to do like a study of Lifetime. So I, I, again, like I've lost all track of time. Like you, again, you could convince me it's any day of any year. I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. COVID change. I'm like, yeah, whatever. So I can't remember. I'm like a few years back, I had to do an elective class and I took a television studies course and you had to choose a television channel to study and I was going to do either Lifetime or Stars and I chose Stars but I was looking at Lifetime because of the whole female dominated demographic and it's so fascinating how they're always producing content but they've taken on like a very dark tone like they have gone like full on oh my goodness someone put cameras in my like house and they're spying on me I was abducted oh my goodness, this is going on. My husband actually has like a whole other secret family that he's torturing. They go like down a really bad road now. So I'm like, I don't know what Lifetime she's watching, but like some things go down. Yeah, I was like, Lifetime is not really known for being cheesy. So I mean, it's usually over the top stuff at this point. I mean, now Lifetime, I mean, right now it's all Christmas stuff and it's, it's got more of a happy... Yeah. feel to it but if you go on their lifetime movie network you're gonna be like and my daughter was the victim of this and my mother was killed I mean, by like, did it wasn't lifetime where flowers in the attic was that after yeah. oh my god i've never read the book i refuse to read the book just because growing up i saw the lifetime movie bastard out of carolina about mm-hmm. a i mean like a girl little girl being molested i'm like lifetime used to adapt some like women need to watch these movies. This is real stuff. Like there was nothing easy about it. Yeah. Like they're doing the real life. I mean, there was one about a dancer who was killed and like nobody ever was arrested for her murder. I'm like, that's unsettling. Then they're like Elizabeth Smart story. So like, here's this woman walking around at night who watches Lifetime. And I'm like, you don't even have a flashlight or mace or something like stun gun, nothing. But like Lifetime's taught you nothing. Lifetime is hilarious. Every title is psycho something. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we have the movie marathons. Those are my favorite. It was like the bad father day, the bad boyfriend day. Like technology is bad oh, day. <laughs> Those are the ones that even Lifetime commercials are intense. <laughs> well, they did the entire Flowers in the Attic series because they have kids and the kids have kids. So like they've, they're doing like three movies with like those books and this one like they're on I don't even know how many movies later for that entire series so like you're like let me hold on to my cozy mysteries that are happy and upbeat thank you (laughs) what was it so I kind of lost my mind I thought this was funny and like I'm totally jumping ahead here for a random moment but when they're spying and the guy's looking out the window and she's looking back at him, I lost my mind laughing. Like, I love my fun cozies where it's just like, I'm going to come save the day with my baby strapped to my chest. Cause like, that's exactly what things were like. I'm like, make me, like, make me laugh. Um, like, thank you. <laughs> Nancy says she wanted her to be smarter and a little bit more savvy. Agree. 
Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Other people are not leaving their houses at night. Like, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Stephen King. Does, yeah. Stephen King. I know he's a Boston Red Sox fan. Hi. Hi. Like five, <laughs> high five there. But yeah, if he's living in Maine. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> Make a okay. note of that. <laughs> what did you think about the funeral scene? Oh my God. I'm that so was intense for me. <laughs> the pastor was telling her to confess. Yeah. You know, aren't, aren't, okay, okay. Back up though. About the friend with the, the brooch. Like you're going to go get that. I mean, she, she looks at her and she's like, it's priceless because she's, she says, I'm going to make it up to you. I'm so sorry. No, you're not going to make it up to me. You're going to go get that thing. Dead serious. She's like, I gave it back to you. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. Oh no, she asked to borrow it. And I gave, I'm like, when did you guys stop becoming friends? If you're like letting her borrow another, something you borrowed. I mean, I kind of had a moment there. I'm like, Haley's a really bad friend. I mean, if someone lent me something, I would be taking such good care of that item. And then I, you know, I'm one of those people, like if you lend me something, I'm going to clean it before I give it back to you or something like that. And so the fact that she didn't know where this item was in the first place was kind of concerning to me. And I had this moment of, okay, like, again, this is where the whole, I'm going to write something that's normal and accurate versus we're going to have fun with this. Like you could have waited till they were loading the casket into the, like to take it to the gravesite. Like you could have waited. But that yeah. wouldn't be funny. Trying yeah. to take a roach off of a dead body while the pastor's watching you and, and then you're wiping like, your shoulders like this so people think you're crying. <laughs> like that was that, like that's where you go fun with the writing, but oh my goodness. <laughs> okay, for everybody that's watching, are you that friend? Like, would you have went to the casket to try to get the brooch off the shirt in front of an entire church? Like, would you have done it? I would have, I don't think I would have been able to do it. Well, in her position. Okay, I mean, I'm going to like, again, me being me, I would never have been late. So it was standing room only. I would have been like one of the first people there, like chosen. <laughs> like I would have been able to notice it and avoid the whole confrontation. Yeah. I, I probably would have actually told the story. Also not lying to the pastor. I mean, you could have just told him the truth. It's not. That- I know. I was like, why don't you just face the congregation of people and be like, hey, I lent her this and I wasn't supposed to lend her it, and she wants it back. So. <laughs> We're taking put it on the friend. friend. She's the one making you do this. <laughs> and she's like, in her mind, she's like, I'm lying to the pastor and he knows. And he's like, tell the truth. And she's like, continuously making up lies about the brooch. And he's like, no, you need to confess about murdering her. And I'm like, he doesn't even care about the thing at this point. <laughs> I mean, at this point, I think he just thinks she's going down below. So like, whatever she does is just, you know, freebie. Like, yeah, you're already going there. Like, just add on like how fast you get there, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> We got a lot of heck no's in no ways. Okay, we're on the same. <laughs> oh my goodness. I would have been like, girl, you haven't missed this brooch all this time. <laughs> and now all of a sudden you want it back. You would have said goodbye to the grandmother's brooch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm kind of with, yeah, I'm with Regina. Like I would have been annoyed. I think like Haley, you know, did something that wasn't, she wasn't being a good friend. She didn't take care of the yeah. item. But that's I'm also, not your place. Like if somebody, you're borrowing it. So then how do you let somebody else borrow it and then forget that you borrow it? I don't know, like wear it to wherever you got to wear it and give it right back. <laughs> the little guy, he's like, I'm going to go explore now while she's occupied. <laughs> he's like, I have the run of the oh, apartment. Go. <laughs> but he just reminded me, one of the time, I, when I was getting my hair cut one time, the hairdresser said someone left 
her cat with her to babysit. And then she goes, I didn't get along with the cat. So I lent him to the friend to watch or like, and I'm listening to her telling the story about, and she's saying like how it made so much sense to her. I'm like, I would never give someone's cat away. And like, it's the same thing. Like whether it's a cat or something, like if someone trusts you with something, you don't then, you know, transfer the trust. It's not like it goes one person next, next. Like, you know, if that's the priceless brooch, no, like, I'm I'm sorry, Haley. I'm, I'm, I'm taking Libby's side with this one. Yeah. She was flaky. Yeah. She's, she's preoccupied hitting people with cars. (laughs) She's losing brooches. She made a full on dinner that took two hours to make when the kids left her a note that they weren't coming. I mean, you kind of got to worry about this one a little bit. Yeah, like, okay, this book is a little, it, it, somebody said it's a little all over the place. She's all over the place. But in a way, I was like, I have to read the next book to see if this gets better. <laughs> okay. I was thinking about that. Like, it feels, I think the word I landed on in my head was campy, but you kind of got to be on board for that. You're like, yeah, like, this is what I want. Like, if you like campy and you kind of like that vibe, you're going to be okay. But if you want something where you're like, yeah, this is realistic. I relate. Yeah. That's not happening. <laughs> Another reference that she bought up, I think I remember I was on my, maybe chapter four or five, but I remember like early, I think when she was talking maybe about either her ex-husband or somebody's ex-husband, she bought up like Tiger Woods more than once in the book. And like every yeah. time he was brought up, it was in reference to somebody cheating. And I was like, okay. Um, <laughs> But the brother, okay, all of the guys in the book, except the brother and his boyfriend were terrible. Every single one, like even if they weren't bad guys cheating on their wives, even the two cops, I wrote down their names, Donnie and Earl, they were totally incompetent and just right. All of the guys, you're just like, no. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I mean, you literally, they like the women come and protest her being in jail and like one of them hits one of the officers when they're like apprehending her and they're like reading her their rights. It's like, is it that word first? And I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> like usually in cozies, the law enforcement is pretty on point because they do not want you like interfering with what they have going on. But those, two, and she like used to babysit them. See, um, one of them tried to give him a wedgie. Like I'm trying to find my note. Like he said something and then he wanted to go get the riot supplies. And, she's, and he's like, we don't have any. That's because there's never been a riot. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't wear them. Like, that's my notes. But I just remember, like, he wanted the riot stuff. I'm like, are you really going to go use your riot stuff on, like, the, on the housewife, like, the middle-aged women of your yeah. town? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> or just mad that you, like, arrested their friend. <laughs> I mean, also, the one thing I've kind of got to say I didn't really like about Haley's character was that she wanted special treatment. And I felt bad for Sergio because, you know, yeah, he's a part of the family. He's pretty much your brother-in-law, but... He still has to obey the law. He, I mean, she kind of was asking him for special treatment. She wanted the officers to give her special treatment. And it was really uncomfortable some of the time when he arrested her. She's going, oh, how are you doing this to me? And I thought when she found the body and she's like, I'll talk to you tomorrow. She just kind of wanted to blow him off. Like, I'll tell you my story about what happened here tomorrow. He, and he says, no, I'm going. Yeah, she's like, I'll bring food or whatever. And I'm like, no. <laughs> okay, so my thoughts with Sergio, <laughs> especially listening to it on audio. At first, it was cute, right? Because mm-hmm. it's always like Ricky Ricardo references. And I'm a huge I Love Lucy fan. But then it kind of became like the butt of jokes. And I'm yeah. like, I don't really like the way that this is going. Like on Lucy, it's one thing. Like, you know, she kind of every now and again would make fun of Ricky. But it was also like 
the first interracial couple on TV, the first like man talking Spanish, like, you know, in it to his wife in his house. So it was like, it, it just was different. But in this, in the book, it was almost like the butt of a joke every time after a while. And I was like, I don't really like this. <laughs> no, I'm right there with you. I, I don't know where it is, my notebook, but I, I even made a notation. This is one of those things where I even did, I looked into like I Dream a Genie at one point and it was talking about how, okay, this show would never be able to air today because of X, wow. Y, and Z. I mean, I Love Lucy happened a long time ago. It was historic and iconic, but a lot has happened since then. So if you're trying to imitate I Love Lucy, you kind of got to adapt it because things have changed. And the fact that there wasn't really acknowledgement of that and it just kept going, it was making me really uncomfortable at certain times. I mean, like I just, okay, first of all, I give people who know two languages so much credit. My brain has the worst time trying to learn foreign languages. I've studied a whole bunch over the course of my life and none of them have really resonated with me. And so here's this guy who took on a whole new country he's living in a new place he's made a new life like give him a break stop yes Yes. and he's law enforcement like he chose that path when he came to this country you know like so i I don't know i don't know you're also correcting him like when he's interrogating and when he's like doing something important like this is him preparing for a you know i always kind of think of it like pick and choose your battles like is this the hill you're gonna die on i mean Leave the guy alone. If he's preparing a speech to go give in public or something, yeah, tell him the correct usage or something. Or if he says to you early on, okay, I'm still learning the language. Help me here. You know, I want to be aware of this. But he's been there for some time. He's not asking for your help. Just knock it off. Stop it. Stop it, Bailey. Just enough. No, I'm sorry. And that's what one of the things that felt weird was like, you give us all these laws and both your brother and Sergio's backstory about them, you know, being gay. And like, it felt really we accept that here and let me tell you why because blah 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 blah. but then you also like make jokes about the language barrier and I'm like this just you can't be like super like woke in one area and then use his language differences that was my note I was like you're picking and choosing which one you're accepting (laughs) like you're cherry picking aspects of this character's personality that work for you yeah. And I mean, plus two, he's so harmless. And yeah. the poor thing, you know, he just wants to have date night with his boyfriend and they're yeah. down there lying to him with the security footage. I'm like, oh, this poor guy, like give him a chamomile tea and a scone. Like he deserves a hug. Like poor Sergio. I just like, I, I, I don't know. I wanted to adopt him. I just, there's something about him. Also Lee Hollis, I don't know like what your plans are for the series. You cannot kill him. I'm sorry, but no. No, we can't kill Sergio. <laughs> he's, he's the cinnamon roll character in this book. He's yeah. the one protecting at all costs. Yeah, yeah. I <laughs> he, feel like Sergio will stick around. I feel like he's going to stick around. I hope. Well, I mean, he, if she's going to keep finding dead bodies, we got the chief of yeah. police on speed dial. It works, but... I thought, and I just am like, I'm that person. Like, I don't really try to solve to just typically because I'm like, oh, it had to be Bruce. It's Bruce. Yeah. He's being really sketchy, right? And I'm like, but it's not Bruce. I know it's not Bruce. Yeah. I had no idea who killed Karen. <laughs> Honestly, if you figured it out, all the more power and credit to you. Sometimes, depending on the book, I'll play the game. If I feel as if the char- like the author's giving you the clues, you can figure things out. But this one, I kind of realized early on, I was not going to be able to solve it. And I accepted that. So I was just along for the ride, like just wow. enjoying it. I wasn't playing the whodunit game. And then I was glad I didn't because he wasn't in the book enough to warrant. Who would have thought him? 
three scenes and he was like a throwaway reference in those three scenes he was the guy who was there with the grandfather he was a random person you bumped into because you're clumsy he wasn't the star of the scene he wasn't the person she's talking to there was none of that so i mean how would you land on him as the suspect? Because yeah. you also didn't have all the info to get there. It's not as if you had the little breadcrumbs. You're like, oh, and I'm picking it up and I found my way. Because you didn't know about who the relationship was. And then you're thinking like, oh, it's this guy. Then it's this guy. And then you get the other. <laughs> like, yeah. He's he's like four times removed. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we exhausted like everybody that we thought it might have been. The school teacher, you know, that didn't show up to the bake sale and Lex or whatever the guy she's supposed to go on the date with and then the grandfather like we exhausted all these options and I was like I have no idea is it Bruce (laughs) is it Bruce is he mad but when that when it came out I was like who is this guy did we read about him earlier in the book and I forgot yeah it was it was a little I mean I didn't understand that part because you didn't have enough info to make the leap to him so That was my whole big thing where I kind of like it when you're going, oh, yeah, I didn't pick up that clue. Oh, yeah, that was so obvious after you put two in, like, you know, here are my clues leading me there. I mean, if you made that leap, I mean, you noticed something I didn't because I did not get that breadcrumb trail. (laughs) I mean, did you did you like, though, that it was somebody you weren't expecting? I mean, I kind of like the fact that I was like, he had a motive. Right. I'm always like, why would you do this? And I was like, okay, obviously. but. I don't know. I I like at least a, oh, like I like when I finish a cozy and I'm like, oh, I can go back to the beginning and like piece it back together now that I finished it. But I was like, who is this guy? (laughs) I don't remember him at all. Well, I was kind of curious what was going on when she got shot at, because this person had to have access to a gun, but they also were apparently bad with the gun. So they didn't practice. I don't know what that situation was, because was he trying to kill her? Was he trying to scare her? I'm not entirely sure. And the message. Yeah. When she got shot at and poor Sergio, was it a man or a woman? It was definitely a man. No, it might've been a woman and she couldn't tell him anything. Someone had to have been, I don't, I guess angry enough. I don't know what the emotional component of this. I don't know what you would refer to it as angry enough, vicious enough. I mean, obviously if you're a killer, there's something, you know, off there, but this person was still harboring awful, hateful feelings to go take out a gun and shoot at somebody. And I wasn't really getting those vibes from the characters that she interacted with. So I was glad in that regard, because to openly shoot at someone takes a lot. (laughs) So I was glad it wasn't the middle school teacher, because that would have been so scary. I'm glad it wasn't, you know, the person who's married and has other people that they're dealing with. I'm glad it was someone who was removed and not a part of the community because then it would have been really kind of scary. Like, oh my gosh, this is the person they could have hurt so-and-so they could have done this. So I was kind of glad once we took on like a little bit of the darker tones with the backstory with him. I was just like, girl, you are convicted of murder and you're out here trying to investigate. What are you doing out in the woods by yourself in the first place? (laughs) Again, my fellow romance reader, historical (laughs) romance heroines, the too stupid to live term, like, okay, it's really, it's really dangerous. Stay here and wait for me. I'm going to run after him. And then she gets kidnapped and the story goes off on a tangent. You're like, this wouldn't have happened if you just listened to him. That was kind of the vibe I was getting. When you start asking questions, let's just assume you're going to make somebody upset. I don't know. Another plot point that I was stuck on the whole time was at the funeral, didn't she see the priest? put like a card in his pocket 
Oh, I kind of like, I don't know what it was about that guy, but I put him down even on the Twitter polls. Oh, I asked y'all all. Yeah, I asked if like, he was one of the murder suspects. Like, did you think it was the pastor? I put down mean librarian and mean pastor as Twitter options because I couldn't remember their names. Yeah. But like, I even was thinking about him as a potential suspect because he was just so offbeat and strange yeah. and hostile. But that's another thing that it's like, well, you introduced this and it really didn't go anywhere. But the whole time, especially when she sneaks in and she finds the card mm-hmm. and then they go to the, the, I think the flower shop, wherever her daughter's, like the girlfriend from school works. I'm like, the priest had one too. The pastor had one too. Like, is yeah. it him? But it, that never really went anywhere. Like he was never seen again after the funeral. No, he just tells her to confess to murder. <laughs> no big deal. People really, okay. Regina really thought it was Lex. After a while, I thought it was Lex too, because we've exhausted everybody else. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I didn't really know what to do with him. I'm going to be totally honest because I thought he was cute when he was forgiving and had the crush on her. But I kind of got a little bit of an odd vibe when he sees her taken away in handcuffs, but he doesn't go check on her. So for yeah. some reason, that that was a little bit of a red flag for me in the relationship department where if you see this person you're, you care about mm-hmm. taken away, aren't you going to follow up and make sure that they're, yeah. you know, being treated all? <laughs> and like you said earlier, all the men in this book are terrible. He's got a criminal record, people. <laughs> Well, he was an alcoholic who apparently would like vent his rage during <laughs> random moments. Except um, for like Sal, like all the men are terrible. Well, even Sal was a little bit, you know, he was, he was patronizing and he definitely had like the misogynistic tendency is like yeah. a good old boy vibe going. You reminded me of Mr. Grant off of Mary Tyler Moore a little, but Mr. Grant's not that bad. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> I think the fact, yeah, you're like, I thought too much emphasis was put on Lex. So you didn't think it was him. I was kind of hoping he was involved in some way, but then the way he was involved felt a little, I don't know. I felt like it was a puzzle piece, but maybe the edge was torn or something yeah. because to have Karen be in love with him, but marrying the rich guy. I mean, I think it would have made more sense if he was almost sort of the messenger in between the two of them versus her being in love with him without actually having a relationship because now we just think Karen's completely baddie, Cracker Jacks. Yeah. <laughs> oh, thank you. My Hallmark, my Hallmark onesie. And it's got little like red floofiness. Thank you. I'm so glad you like it. It's like cold enough for you to be wearing because you're, it's cold where you are, right? I live in DC, but I pretty much keep my apartment very, very cold anyway. I'm like, how much do I reveal? Because it's, I know I've gotten comments about this before, but I don't really let it get above 70 degrees in my apartment. I try and keep it like anywhere between like 65 and 70 because if it gets too hot, I get lethargic and my brain does not function properly. So I kind of keep it chilly on purpose. Okay. So, but that, <laughs> that becomes a problem in the summer because it's always cold in here. And then the second I walk out, I'm going, oh my goodness, I need to take <laughs> off my long sleeve sweater because I'm instantly dying because yeah. DC is so hot and muggy and gross. So every time I leave in the summer, I'm like, and I'm running back to go change. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, you know, nice 47 degrees in the morning here. And then by 11 o'clock today, it was 73. So I just have to, I'm like, is it cold where you are? I'm jealous. It's cold all day. (laughs) It's kind of got like a little bit of the nice briskness to it where it's not too cold, but it's not too hot. It's kind of still got that nice autumn vibe where you can get away with the sweater, not the full on puffy winter jacket. I mean, I broke that out of my closet the other day. And so I have my 
my bulky sweaters to wear, but I ran out to Starbucks earlier in between the TV live and doing the live stream. I was walking Max and I went down to Starbucks, but I was just wearing, I, I changed out my pajamas because I was like, if I go down to Starbucks in my onesie, like that might be a little much. Um, <laughs> like they know me down there anyway. Like they, they see me with Max. They know I'm quirky. Like I'm always wearing stuff that says, you know, I, I buy the shirts that say cozy things on them and romance lover on them. And so they probably wouldn't be surprised, but still <laughs> um, I put this back on the Senate got in the apartment. But yeah, I mean, I was just wearing a pullover sweater. So it wasn't really, I was able to get away with it. Yeah. They're like, oh, that's, that's, that's Angela. <laughs> <laughs> They're so cute there because I, I always have stickers here. I feel like I have a little mini staples. And so the Starbucks, it's really close by my apartment building. They had the post-it notes. They had people write little nice notes on the post-it notes. But then I saw the post-it notes starting to fall off the wall. So I brought my stickers down there. <laughs> and like, I didn't, and so I was like fixing the wall, putting the stickers with flowers. And like, it said happy mail on them. And so they see me do these things. Like they just... They, yeah, the girl came over and like, and I gave her the wash, like I had extra washi tape and I told her like, keep it for when people put up more post-it notes. So, I mean, they just sort of like go with things with me because they know me at this point. So yeah, I'm pretty sure they were like, oh yeah, that falls like under her little realm of umbrella of just being her. <laughs> like I didn't even buy any, I hadn't even put through an order. And like, there was, there was like a line, but I'm like, I'm just going on my stickers. Like I made a trip with the stickers and then I got in line. So like, it wasn't like I had my drink and I was doing it. Like I was just standing there with stickers. Like that was yeah. the point. That was a little odd. Like if I was staying there with a drink, it probably would have made more sense. But yeah. what is your go-to drink? Or, or are you doing like the holiday drinks right now? Oh my goodness. So I had to start experimenting because my go-to was the very berry hibiscus. And this was one of the drinks with the <laughs> issues with trying to get the orders filled. They could not offer the very berry hibiscus from, I want to say July until literally within the last two weeks, they got it back. So, <laughs> so for the last few months, I've gone from everything. I actually have my like Starbucks app. I have had to find different drinks to try. And I figured out like, if you get the vanilla bean frappuccino and add a couple pumps of peppermint, it tastes like a candy cane. It's so I recommend that. <laughs> but I, I love my green tea latte. I love the pumpkin spice latte, but I like it hot. I also like the cinnamon dolce which then became one of the other ones that was out of stock. <laughs> <laughs> That's the worst. That was the one I transferred to in between Berry Berry, and then that was gone. <laughs> so like, I just wasn't winning. Yeah. Mike, okay. mine is a, a secret menu drink. And the last time that I went, I mean, it's basically like a caramel frappuccino, hazelnut, two pumps of hazelnut syrup, caramel coated, like you coat oh up in caramel, Java chips, like, it's a like a toothache waiting to happen. And she's like, oh yeah, we discontinued the hazelnut syrup. And I'm like, why? Why would you do that? <laughs> they had a second very, very hibiscus. It wasn't a very, they had another hibiscus drink. It was the cool lime. And then they got rid of that. And I'm going, you took away my backup. How dare you? <laughs> I'm like, where am I supposed to go now for this drink? I ah oh, Starbucks, you messing with me. You get me hooked. And caffeine is a drug. I mean, I mean, you know, it is. You get addicted. You're like this is my go-to drink in the morning, and then it's gone. And you're just like they could, they didn't even have my green tea uh, latte for a while. So then I had to go on Amazon. I love the green tea lemonade, like the the cold drink with. I get like two extra pumps of sweetener, and it's just so good and hydrates you. You know, like I feel like I'm doing something. <laughs> it's so good, Alicia's. So she likes the hot mocha or mocha frappe. Okay. 
I I take my daughter. She's just like, I want an iced coffee. Like whatever. (laughs) The app. I don't know if y'all have the app, but it is so glitchy. I like, it's still trying to open from like when I tried to open it, like what, five minutes ago. It's It's still giving me this like circle. Yeah, I'm gonna like I'm gonna close it and then try it again because clearly it doesn't want to open. I was trying to answer the question. I'm like, I can't even look up the previous orders. Starbucks. Oh, there's a sugar cookie latte. Oh my goodness. I don't if it's something with a cookie. That probably would be right up my alley. Again. <laughs> my... That's a straight up dessert. That's amazing. <laughs> it's called the Twix Frappuccino, but if you go in there, they're gonna look at you like, what is that? So I have to like tell them how to make it. And it's so good, but now I can't get it. I'm still upset they took over Tivana. <laughs> I'm looking. I was like, I forgot I could do this for a minute. I forgot I could do the comments to show your answers. I like. I get so invested in talking with this amazing human being. And I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot there's this tech affordance that I can do. Oh my goodness. Yeah, you do always have some pretty latte art. Shout out well, to your baristas. Shout out to baristas all over the world. We love I have you. to admit, I make like a special trip and I bring my books and like I'll take over a table. And so I'll just sort of like, that's where I am for the next hour taking photos of my books and my latte art. They have this machine. They used to do the latte art by hand, but now they have a machine that burns the art into the foam. So it burns the foam. And so because of that, that's how I, because someone thought I was doing a sort of Photoshop special effects, but it's actually them. Like you can put through, you have the app and you were able to customize it through the app. And so I, that's how it says the cozy mystery book club or happy 12 days of cozies, because I was able to put through the text with yeah. the app for them to burn it on. <laughs> so you gotta have Wi-Fi for this to work, but I was able to do it, but I got to give them credit. I, I have to admit though, like I get annoyed sometimes because I'll love a design, but they'll get rid of it. Like they'll yeah. have temporary designs. And then I get so frustrated. Like I love that rose print and yeah. Starbucks is getting rid of my drinks. You're getting rid of my designs. Like I can't win with coffee. <laughs> Mine is usually like a flower or a heart. I'm still waiting for something like crazy to happen, but I'm just like, so I tried to learn how to do it at home. I bought one of those foaming mixed things on Amazon. I can't do it because I wanted to be able to do some of the latte art. And I was trying to learn how to do the, oh, we're putting in the foam and now we're making the heart when we bring the foam away. And mine just was like a hot mess. Like I could never get the heart. And so I just gave up. I stopped. I stopped trying. I mean, we could learn to do it ourselves. Then we could just take photos at home. <laughs> right. It's their skill set. I mean, I can't, I can't trim my own hair. Like there's some things like I just can't do myself. I'm like, I'm going to trust you. Like, you know, best. <laughs> I, I'm like, I give you so much credit. I, first so of all, I give them credit good, for- like local coffee places in DC. I like not Starbucks places. So that's actually where I go for um, the latte art. It's called um, just the Georgetown Cafe, I'm pretty sure. So, because I got my master's degree at Georgetown and they had just opened. And so I was able to go there one day and I'm like, this is my new favorite place in the world. <laughs> it, it is, I think, like, quote unquote, Instagrammable. <laughs> it yeah. is the cutest place. And they have the most adorable cups and everything. Oh my goodness, I love it. And then what is, oh, I'm totally blanking on the name because they have Georgetown cupcakes, but then not too far away, I'm totally blanking. There's another really, really cute cupcake spot that has the cafe and it has the drinks. And then they opened up a second location a little bit farther out. Oh my goodness. Why can't I think of the name? I'm going to have to go on Google Maps. This is going to bug the crap out of me. (laughs) 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 Sorry. That's going to really bug me. I don't even like, what do I do? Cupcake? Cupcake store? I don't even know what it's called. Lou's local coffee is called Ugly Mug. (laughs) 
<laughs> That's what it's called. Thank you, Google. <laughs> I wasn't going to be able to go to sleep until I, I knew that. You know, like, yeah. you know, when you try and think of something and it's like right on the tip of your tongue and you're just having that brain freeze going, oh my goodness. One that of my friends here, like they love book, like they're book lovers. So like on the windows, it's like good coffee and good literature. And like you go inside and there's like shelves built in. I mean, it's not a big coffee shop. They've extended it a, a little bit, but I'm just like, even while it was small, they still prioritize like having books in there. And before COVID, they would do like book club nights and stuff like that. And then COVID kicked off. So they changed all of that. But I'm like, I love this so much. Like a politics, and pros, politics and pros has two floors and on the bottom floor. They have the cafe. And I think that is the cutest thing ever. I'm going, that is such a good idea. It's so not convenient. It's not anywhere near my apartment and you have to figure out a way to get there. But I love the idea of that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's called Mad Hatter's Bake Shop. Oh my goodness. I love that. I'm just, I mean, I love Alice in Wonderland so much. So yeah. that is one of those dream things of... Matters bake shop. I know. <laughs> so what's everybody reading now? Hi, Stephanie. <laughs> oh my God. I see in the comments. So everybody thought it was Photoshopped. Okay. So every, I'm glad I was able to enlighten you with the process. It's so funny though, because one time I got there, when it first opened and the machine was not working and I was so sad. I'm going, I can't get it because they, they no longer know how to do the designs by hand. So you can only get the designs through the machine. I was so sad. I'm going, so I was sitting there with my regular latte waiting for them to get, they had put in a cartridge in. I don't know what they're doing behind the scenes. I don't know. <laughs> so they're doing their whatever and they got it working again. And I'm going, thank you so much. And then me being me, I, I'm like, let me go Google this machine because I'm curious because they were determined to fix this thing. So I knew that there was no backup machine in place. <laughs> it cost something like $1,500. So, I mean, that is a very expensive machine to design a latte. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It doesn't look easy. I'm just saying. It doesn't look easy. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. Walk like, with a little cup and, you know, it, and then it just, but I, I heard like you have to be quick. Like I've watched people on YouTube trying to learn and like, you have to be really quick with it. And I'm like, I'm good. I'll just, I'll go support the coffee shop. This one's called ugly mug. That is the truth. Oh my my gosh. That sounds like it should be the name of something. Like that sounds like it needs its own line of like the ugly Christmas sweaters, like ugly mug things. Like that's adorable. The ugly mug. But, oh my gosh, I love how I'm like, there's so much to talk about with you. I'm like, I haven't even looked at the notes. I'm like, like there was nothing. Okay. Can we just talk about Bruce for a minute? (laughs) Going back to, okay. Just going back to this for a second. What did you think of Bruce? What did you guys in the comments think of Bruce? Cause I got really curious and I had to go look up what ends up happening with her relationship status because I couldn't wrap my brain around it at first. So I'm just curious what you guys think. I wasn't expecting him to have feelings for her. No, I wasn't either. <laughs> that kind of came out of nowhere. But I mean, it, I haven't read the Hannah Swenson series in a while. But I mean, I do remember in a lot of the series, there tends to be kind of a love triangle. Not yeah. really like a love, but like, I like this person, but this person also really likes me. And like, sometimes mm-hmm. the person I like is questionable. So I was like, okay, very kind of normal. But I wasn't expecting it with Bruce because he's kind of a jerk sometimes. Yeah. So I'm like, this feels very like first grade. I like you, so I'm going to be a jerk to you. But <laughs> that was my note about him, so. Yeah, I guess, I guess like the office rivalry of like, I'm the crime person and you just write like lifestyle posts. I was like, 
but you like her? Like, I don't know. It was mm-hmm. weird. I was just curious because that was one of my notes when I just looked down, I saw his name and I had it underlined all these different yeah. times because he was trying to be really, really sweet when he went to her the jail cell. And then he's recording her as she's talking to him in jail without her permission. Yeah. And then yeah. he's comforting her, but then he finds the cyanide and then he turns her into the cops. Yes. Without telling her. Right. This is I felt like I was getting whiplash with him. Like yeah. one second he's doing this. And then but, right. I was like, why didn't you just say, Hey, you know, you have cyanide in your bag looks kind of suspect like he does he needs a therapist (laughs) I was just curious I just I I wanted to ask okay so you got I think we're all on the same page that was one of my like really curious things okay so all over the place yes this book had a lot going on but and like I said for some I think some people would be like I'm not reading anymore but I kind of feel like I have to read the next book to see does it get better Oh my gosh. Oh, you guys are cute. You're talking, they're answering your questions. I didn't mean to like go back to the, I was just curious because I knew there was something on my mind and that was one of the, like he no, was- No, I'm the- glad you asked about Bruce because I thought I was the only person that was like, I thought you liked her and you keep telling us you like her, but you've also I- done some really jerkish things. So I'm confused. Yeah, I was just really curious about that because I was real. I just, I didn't know what to make of him for the longest time and I still don't. Christmas Candy Corpse. Oh my gosh, they're so cute with the titles. Well, I'm sure there's tons of Christmas cozies that are oh um, yeah that come out this year. What's on your TBR for December? Oh my goodness. I have been posting all of the Christmas cozies. Mm-hmm. I don't know if y'all have been swiping through the Instagram posts, but what I've been trying to do is I've been trying to highlight the featured authors for 12 Days of Cozies. And then I've been trying to also feature Christmas cozies. So I'm pretty sure the list of cozy mysteries is just like whoosh. <laughs> it reminds me of like the SpongeBob cartoon where it's all of a sudden like this, this long, long list that just keeps going and going and going. <laughs> is there one that caught your attention? I, my only thing is, is that I never know, like I can't just jump into a cozy mystery series. Like if it's like the 10th book, even though it sounds good to me, I'm like, well, I haven't read the first. I feel like with cozies, I have to read them in order. So I'm always like, this sounds good, but I need to read like the first eight before I get to this one. Cause I just feel like, I don't feel like cozies are like contemporary romance where you can just like jump in anywhere. I do feel like a lot of series, you want to read them in order. So yeah. yeah I was going to say, I, I looked into the relationship status of Haley and her latest, because I, I have a couple of the most recent ones. Kensington sent me the recent books in the series. And so I put them on the TBR. But again, I'm like you, I want to start with book one. And so I remembered reading the book blurb. And so that's why I'm going, wait a second, Bruce is this guy. I knew I had the book blurb from the most recent. And so I was just curious going, okay, like things have clearly changed. So I'm pretty sure if you start in the middle with this book series, you're going to be confused. (laughs) At least a smidgen. I don't want to reveal too much, but I did kind of have to track the relationship of Haley throughout like <laughs> there are a couple novellas so I'm like there's technically 14 and a half books in the series oh my gosh we had half of the novella but like over the course of 14 books her relationship status is very much ever evolving let's just go evolving. with that <laughs> so depending on which book you pick up there's gonna be a, there's gonna be differences <laughs> let's just leave it at that so just gonna throw that out there but you just reminded me with the so for 12 Days of Cozies, there's giveaways every single day for Instagram, Twitter, and then the newsletter. If you open it, you're automatically entered. But I'm pretty sure some of the books y'all are mentioning that you want to read are giveaway items. So <laughs> I'm pulling up the opening window because the even the one that was referenced above, it was, yeah, here it is. So that is one of the giveaway items. So Sounds so cute. <laughs> it was the Christmas Candy Corpse. I'm pretty sure that's the title. So yeah, those are the books that are actually going to be on the giveaways. So 
you're looking for the Christmas cozies, I got you covered. <laughs> so when you said that, I'm going, wait a second. And then, yeah, okay, you're talking about Jacqueline Frost. Well, the entire Seaside Mystery Series is actually going to be up for grabs as one of the final giveaway items. So all, all six books, I'm pretty sure, on December 12th, Instagram, that's a giveaway. So you just, I saw you mentioned Julianne Lindsay. So I got you covered. <laughs> I want to that, that Christmas tree series, the Christmas tree farm series. Is that what it is? Like a Christmas tree farm? I'm going to read that. I think that was our buddy read last year. She's a really talented writer. If you like her style, her style is consistent across her books. So if you like her as Julianne Lindsay, you're going to like her as Julie Chase. If you like yeah. her as Baker, you're going to like her as Julianne Lindsay. Like you're just going to want to go read her all over the place. All her different. <laughs> And I don't know when Julianne Lindsay sleeps, but, you know, we're grateful for all the work that she puts in. <laughs> I mean, I will just say, you are going to get confused with pen names because I'm like, wait a second, is this her too? <laughs> I get confused. I'm like, I know you're this. And then same thing happens with when they do initials. So Colleen Gleason is also CM. And so that was one of the other things. So we have giveaways. She's doing a giveaway as well. And so I'm going, okay, you're CM here, but you're Colleen here. I got you. I'm like, I got it. It takes me a second sometimes to get in the swing of things. Okay, what cozy series is like the series of your heart? Ooh, oh man, that's a very deep question. Because <laughs> <laughs> immediately, like, I just want to like put my arms around the bookcase and be like, oh, all of them, right? Choosing <laughs> your favorite child, like, that's so hard. What do you do? Can you answer that question? Okay, okay, okay. Which series, mm-hmm. when you have read it, you were like, I wish I had wrote this. Like, it's so good. I loved brownies. What was it? Brownies and broomsticks. I liked the crime and poetry. There's, I'm trying to remember. Like, oh, Amanda it. Flower. Oh, it takes a witch. Heather Blake is awesome. Mm-hmm. As I like turn and show you my back. <laughs> the books are over there. There's a lot of really, really great ones. Oh my gosh. Julia Buckley, her entire um, right. series. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So many great ones. I mean, but even then too, like, even if it's just, like I started off reading cozies with Hannah Swenson in Aurora Tea Garden. So you're like, and they're lodged firmly in my heart. <laughs> they're staying here. I mean, nothing will displace them. So, I mean, you, you have different things that I think you love for different reasons too. I mean, if there's the first paranormal cozy that you read and you're going, oh my gosh, I gotta go read all of them now. Yeah. I mean, that first one is gonna just, you're gonna wanna cuddle with it a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have one? Diva series. Okay. I need to write. I I love hearing people's favorites cozies. Oh my gosh. That writer's apprentice series by Julia Buckley is so good. And then Ellery Adams is, oh my gosh, the story, story Brooke. She's like in charge of this library in like the Storyton, I think is the town's called. It's called, it's, it's really good. Um, Like that's Sophia Kelly. I was about to say like, is it this one? Is it that one? The Book Retreat Mysteries. That's it. Thank you. <laughs> That's what it's called. And like each book, like the theme is like people come to where she lives slash mm-hmm. works for like a book theme. Like the first one's like all Agatha Christie, like mystery lovers. And then the second was like all romance lovers. And I just, I love that series. And then Amanda Flower. She's like my girl. I love Amanda Flower. Oh, Oh, I love Kate Carlyle too. I fangirled a little bit. So Jen McKinley, we're still working on the buddy read for the Library Lovers Mystery Series. And so I was chatting with her and she mentioned that she's friends with Kate Carlyle. I'm like, you are, that's so cool. Like I was fangirling at her. Like, I like Jen McKinley's, she has um, like a hat shop series and it takes place like the heroine leaves the States and goes to the UK. I love it. It's so good. She's another author when you're going, oh my goodness, how did you write this many books? 
because yeah. she also has the sprinkles and then she has a couple other pen names. Yeah. I mean, it is just mind boggling when you realize how talented some of these writers are. And I give them so much credit because some people can't finish one book or it takes one a year. And then some of these cozy authors are just book after book after yeah. book and they're mystery books. And you get, <laughs> it's just, you got to get the puzzle pieces. So yeah. their brains with the wires got to give them credit. They, they're yeah. doing something right up there. Do you do this multiple times a year? I don't know. <laughs> okay. You guys are right on the same thing. Like everyone's talking about different books. I'm like, yeah. And I got to go add this to my list. No, this to my list. Bun bearing. Okay. Death on demand. I'm writing that down. One that I have, I have the first two downloaded because, you know, I like, I like weird ghost stuff. So <laughs> EJ, is it Cunningham? I think. Oh, that name sounds so familiar. It's like a haunted house series. I've been, it's like a fixer upper type story too. I have that downloaded. I just, I don't know. I don't feel like I see a lot of like paranormal ish series and I just I really want to try it out so we'll see how it goes I know I have the audiobook downloaded for the first one we just um, need to like take a month so like every day for the whole month we're just sitting there with our teas and coffees oh, and our drinks just with our onesies just sipping our tea and drinking and uh, you know reading our cozies just catch yeah. up you just need like a full-on month or like a retreat just to go read your cozy mysteries <laughs> okay so I think, I don't know if this is the first one. It's called An Uninvited Ghost by E.J. Copperman. That's... I think I have that on my chili red list. I haven't read it, but I know I want to. <laughs> probably do. And we we have to read it, guys. So. Oh, you oh. just reminded me. I posted the latest Twitter poll. So I organized the books into groups. So this one has three bookish cozies. And then obviously, because I wanted to make sure that you guys... Again, you guys always recommend the books. I don't choose the books at random. Everyone recommends books. One of the ones that kept coming around was, I believe it was a chocolate shop. So we have three book cozies and then a chocolate shop one. So we have right now our January, February, March. You guys can go for April over on the Twitter. And so I'm still going to be taking down the recommendations. I have my notes. I got a full on notebook where I <laughs> track. It, this is just, it's got a label, Cozy Mystery Book Club. This is this book is just all of your recommendations for book club reads. So yes. if you have the recommendations, I will add them to the notebook. And then I will figure out which theme, category, holiday they go with. So if okay. you have any recommendations, let me know. So if this is one of them, I will add it to the notebook. I'm a little that I need to vote on the Twitter. I always say the Twitter too. <laughs> like, the Twitter. The Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> the Twitter. Well, because I always have to clarify with, with technology, I'm always going, it is the Twitter. We got that. We got it pinned to the top because with Instagram, your Instagram must be blowing up all the time. So you must face the same or very similar challenges with they cut off your notifications. You can't see all the comments. You can't always get the tags stuff. I mean, that can be a hot mess. <laughs> well, I have actually been trying to limit social mm -hmm. media time. I don't know. It's something yeah. about 2021. I just was like, you know, spending so much time at home, you get bored and you're like scrolling and that like really started to bother me. So yeah, but I mean, I have like, I created a Twitter like later this year and just having like, just following like Hallmark and, you know, <laughs> that's it, you know, like keeping yeah. up with people to talk about movies and occasional romance stuff. And it's like, it's there if I want to get on and chat, then fine. But I'm like, trying to change my relationship a little bit with social media. Oh, no. I, 
I like my husband doesn't care. Like his, he, who knows what his screen time average is. But when mine is like, you spent 19% more time on the phone this week. I'm like, oh no, I got to cut it down. <laughs> I have to admit, I'm like nodding along with you. I feel like a bot, like a bobblehead. Like, yep, I agree with you. <laughs> I think there's something about sometimes where you see someone making such great content and they're like, oh, I, sh- I, need, I need to be doing this too. I should do that. And it like messes with my head sometimes. Yeah where it makes me feel like I should be doing more, I should be doing better. And so even if I want to go support someone or something, like a lot of the time I just go into my own notifications to make sure like I'm following up with questions or if I know that I just need to post an announcement, I'll literally try and force myself just to go post and not fall into like what's in the home feed so I don't get distracted because I feel as if I, I always put pressure on myself to, you know, be good enough to up the game to like be on par. And so I sometimes I can't let myself see that because otherwise I'll feel like, you know, I'm not living up to what I should be doing or I need to be doing more or whatever. And so I have to sometimes be like, nope, just go post your photo, post the announcement, tell them there's there's a new poll to vote on, tell them like this is coming up, this is on the schedule, and and just go, nope, off now. Get off. Yeah, exactly. We like to get out and about and take our books with us and I think that's really important because I think it sh- like sends the message of like, go treat yourself, people. Like, I understand it is a pandemic still that we're living in, but you for your mental health, if you can, go treat yourself to a walk to get coffee <laughs> or whatever. And when you can't do that as a creator, you've gotten used to like going and doing that. Like that messed with me for the longest when COVID first hit. I was like, I can't go to the coffee shop. Like, what am I going to do for content? And I was like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> you can take pictures at home, you know? And I was like, that was really when I was like, you have got to like switch your yeah. mindset on this because this is not that big of a deal. I have to admit, one of the biggest challenges for me is I have this sort of, when I go somewhere, I know that I'm leaving behind something. Like if I go to the coffee shop, I know I'm going to work just on this. And I usually will turn off my internet <laughs> or I don't use the Wi-Fi so that I'm focused just on what I'm working on in that moment. But because you know, I'm in the apartment all the time and I, you know, you don't leave. I feel like I always have the to-do list on top of me. So it's very hard for me to disconnect and turn the brain off, which is why I think I feel that pressure sometimes of up your game, do this, do that. And so I think for me, going to the coffee shop and doing the one thing was always so important. And when I lost that, I realized, oh my goodness, this one simple action, this one simple thing was so much more than just going to a coffee shop. So yeah, I mean... I'm trying to adapt. It's hard. I mean, I used to do the same thing as you. I mean, your photos are gorgeous, but like same thing with coffee shops. It's hard when you can't go and do your content. (laughs) This is the one thing that I do for myself and I can't do it. (laughs) No, thank you. You guys are so sweet. Oh my God. Oh, good night. Thank you for joining. Okay. So Bookish Benji just reminded me, thank you for commenting because she won last month's giveaway. And I want to make sure I I wrote it down, but I lost my place in the notes because there's been so many things to talk about tonight. I want to make sure that I get the right one as I'm Googling the title. So tonight's book is from Amy Houston, and it, I believe it is book one. So it is Pause for Concern, P-A-W, Pause. It's so cute. I knew it was the canine book. I knew it was the book, but I was like, is it Pause for Concern? So every single comment tonight, I'm going to tally them all up. And you guys have been commenting a lot, which is amazing. So it might take me a couple days, <laughs> but I will get them all tallied up 
And then I will pull the winner at random and someone will win a paperback of Amy Houston's book. And it looks adorable. And there's a dog on the cover. And if you want content, this is one of the ones to take photos of because it's really, really cute with the book cover. We love dogs on the cover. I was going to say, this one is adorable. I get so used to going with Zoomer. Oh, you can share screen. I'm going, oh, I want to share screen. And I can't do that with this. But it's really, really cute. It's called Pause for Concern. So every comment tonight is going towards that giveaway. So Bookish Benz, she won Tamara Lush's. She won the On What Grounds. She won that book last month. So you just reminded me. So thank you. Well, I'm going to keep an eye on what picks y'all have in the new year. So <laughs> I can read something else. This is the motivation I need to read some cozy mysteries. Oh, you don't have enough books to read. <laughs> and like right now, it's like all Christmas romance. So I was like, oh, this is something different. It was exactly what I needed. <laughs> I think the last photo I saw you post, you had books on top of books. I think there's like three or four there. And I'm going, oh my goodness. I mean, that's how I feel sometimes. And it's it's some publishers will ask you, oh, here's the list of books. Choose the ones you want. Others will just send you books. Like once you're on the mailing list, they'll just send them to you. And there's one publisher who sent me, I think it was four in a box. And I'm going, these look so good, but I don't have time. Like yeah. I open the book and I open the box. I'm looking at the books. I'm going, what do I do? Like I almost wanted to quit. <laughs> <laughs> like what do you do and then this one she's you're like an instagram star i'm like i can't even imagine what's going on with all the books that you get offered it's i mean you know i have like i have slowed down with saying yes to stuff because i was getting really overwhelmed because like you said like i was getting stuff and i finally had to tell myself you may not pick this up this year yeah. you know like i'm a mood reader to the core so yeah, I, I really stopped. I, I, I place one book order a month and that's usually at the beginning of the month. And after that, I just listen to a lot of like library audiobooks, And I just really try to only say yes to things that I'm like, oh yeah, I would absolutely start reading that as soon as I got it. So it slowed down. It like bothered me for a little bit. I'm like, no surprise book mail, but <laughs> I don't feel overwhelmed. You know, it's like getting really overwhelming. No, I give, I'm sort of nodding along because I only try and buy cozy mysteries for the book club. Like those are the ones, like as soon as there's a book that wins the poll, I buy it. And me being me, because once I have the book, you know, I'm taking all the photos. I'm going to listen to it and read it. So I get the ebook, the audiobook, and the physical. So I just, I do that for every single one. And then I try and limit the other cozies. The most recent one I bought was Arsenic and Adobu, because we actually have Mia. She's one of our featured uh, 12 Days of Cozy's authors. And the book is up for a Goodreads pick award. And so I wanted to make sure I was all up to date with her reading books. And so that was the last one I purchased. But I've tried to really limit it to, okay, make sure if you buy it, you read it. (laughs) So most of the ones that I, most of the cozies that I have been quote unquote reading have been the Audible books. You know, that's where I found the Barkery and Biscuits that I referenced. That's how I've been finding like a lot of other books. I mean, Cleo Coyle, I saw someone mention that. I think it's the first one to four books in the series are not on Audible, but the rest are. And that woman is perfect. That's, that's, the, no, that's, that's not the... That's I a coffee shop series. That's a coffee shop series. Okay. I've been thinking, we've been talking about series all night and I've been thinking mm-hmm. of the noodle shop one. Like I had a friend that recently read the first book in that one and they loved it. No, no, there's something else that should be read. This. Yeah, yeah. The Cleo Coil one, I'm always looking for at Barnes and Noble and they never have the first one. And as we know, I'm not going to buy the series if I can't buy the first book. So, well, that's also one of the ones where like the series so long, where if you go in the middle and there's a relationship that's 
a certain way, you're, you're going to be going, okay, I missed something. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. So I wrote them down. I love how you're asking. And I, I've totally lost track where my notes are in my notebook. But so, so what I wanted to do was I wanted to make sure the books were voted on. You had plenty of time to vote because... I also sent all my Christmas cards out early because in your 12 days of cozies, things were going to go totally crazy with the inbox and it hasn't even started yet. And I'm still trying to, you know, I still have a backlog of emails I'm trying to respond to. So I wanted to make sure that all of the books for the polls were taken care of. You guys had the full week with Twitter because that's the maximum you can do for a poll. So we are on the fourth poll. So you guys voted for January and I love how I'm trying to remember the book that won. The last one, I know took a screenshot as I'm trying to pull it up. The March one, we have the cracked spine. That's what it is. So that one, but these percentages are awesome. So this came in at 35.9 and the second place came in at 34%. So every vote counted with this poll. Yeah. So there were over hundred votes. And so the next one is the cracked spine and please add that to your list. I have the other ones written down. So what I was doing was I was going to make an image and say, these are the books. And once we have are four months in a row. I'm going to make that the pin tweet. So you, I'm also going to put down the Goodreads links and the Amazon links and all the other places you can either get it through the library links. I got you covered. So once I go and make the image, I will make sure that you guys have access to everything. And thank you. Okay. <laughs> Lori is on it. You got me covered. Thank you. Okay. Cake and punishment. Sounds adorable. Cake and punishment. I know I have so many notes out. I'm going like, oh, Oh, it's all overwhelming. There's so much coziness. Like, yes, I, know. This is the thing. I have a cork board. It looks like post-it notes from Staples just exploded onto it. <laughs> so yeah, I have the winners all written down, but I just don't remember them off the top of my head. They're in here somewhere, but I lost track of my notes as we've been talking because we've been talking about so many different things tonight. <laughs> but yes, I'm pretty sure you're right with cake and punishment. I will make an image. So what I started doing too was I always include the book of the month that we're reading in the Twitter bio, in the Instagram bio. And I try and make sure that there's either something right near the top of the feed. And I also, because I want you guys to know what books they are. I also update the website. Mm -hmm. So as soon as we have the four books, there's an entire page that's just the backlist of all of the books. And it's, there's also a PDF download. And so I have the link to Goodreads. I also have for all the previous book club. Um, if you go into the PDF and click on the YouTube icon, it brings you right to the live stream link. So I will update the PDF. I will update the webpage and it will be right there. So even if you can't find it for some reason, <laughs> I get covered. And then I also started putting, because I, again, like when people say they can't find it, I'm like, what else can I do? How can I make this better? How can I make it easier? What I also started to do was I have a new format where as I'm like scrolling down the feed, I post an image of the four books that were selected. So I've been posting an image. So if, even if you just go to the main feed, you'll see like all four books right there. Yeah. So no matter, no matter where you're looking, hopefully, <laughs> whether it's the Twitter bio, Instagram bio, the Instagram feed or the website, because as soon as someone says they can't find something, I always have this moment of, okay, I don't know how you can't find it, but I'm going to make, I'm going to do something else. <laughs> I'm so, going to make sure that you can find it. Yeah. I mean, I, I also up the ante again because I was already doing all of this and someone, again, said they couldn't find it. I then made the highlights. <laughs> so <laughs> as soon as we had the books, I made a highlight. Even if there was nothing in the highlight, there was a highlight for the book. So, I mean, they're not even the full titles, but they're all there. So I had the I had the class reunions, books and me just even like all the highlights are there, even when the books weren't. So there's even going to be a pre-highlight. <laughs> I got you. 
Again, you wonder why I have all the post-it notes. This is why. Oh, <laughs> uh, and then there were crumbs. I love that title. <laughs> that was the thank you. Thank you. Eve Calder. That's the January. Thank you. Okay, okay. so that's it. They And then there were crumbs. That's the book. This is what happens when... I'm when, writing that down. I love yeah, that title. This is just what happens. There's so many cozies. There's so many things going on. I've been so into 12 Days of Cozies that I have all of these things written down, but I'm like, I'm going to post this later. I'm going to get this. So I wrote it down for December 12th, the final day for 12 Days of Cozies. I made a note and I even blocked it in the newsletter. Insert image of next four reads. <laughs> so when I looked at when I looked at the template, like there's literally a blank space. So yeah. there's content, content, blank content. <laughs> so it will be in the newsletter too. So that will be there. Again, I think of things in advance, but as we're talking, obviously I can't think of it in the moment, but I, I plan to tell you. <laughs> so I love how we just totally went down that little tangent road. Anywho, was there any other questions, comments, thoughts, anything else you want to say, add, talk about? I think we covered everything that I had with the book. I'm actually really interested. I know a lot of readers are probably like, I'm good. I have to read at least a second book just to see if it fixes itself. <laughs> I did just want to say her kids, the son, he wants to be a comic book artist, yeah. but I love how he was just like, hey, mom, you're on TV. You look like a chia pet. Yeah. <laughs> He's just throwing things out there and walking away and yeah. she's getting taken off to jail and nobody notices. <laughs> I mean, they were talking about something towards the end and She's like, you could go to jail for that. And he's like, well, you'll be there. So (laughs) what is going on? (laughs) I mean, I also have to say one of my favorite things was that the daughter was the one who was able to make the connection between the card and the flower shop. Yeah, that was great. Because interesting, because if we would have kept following Haley, we weren't getting anywhere. And it really did take somebody kind of neutral like somebody that has nothing not a suspect really nothing to do with it to be like here's the connection here and like make it happen. and I, I love that I'm like shout out to teenage girls they deserve way more credit than they get because thank you Lou Bria's welcome back anytime I told I you I adore her I'm telling you to go check out her Instagram she is awesome I want to talk to cozy so yeah so you did you like the kids or no you like the kids? I got the biggest kick out of them with the interactions and the things that they said. They somehow, to me, added levity to the book. So again, they gave that humorous tone. They made it feel a little lighter and brighter. And it also sort of grounded her a little bit of, yes, she's a mom. She has these interactions. And the daughter, when they were in the flower shop and she's trying to prompt the daughter to ask the friend questions, she was a hot mess. She was scaring the girl behind the counter. Yes. <laughs> she was so awkward and uncomfortable. And then the daughter was trying to be a normal human being. And she goes, oh, well, she really wants the jacket, but I think she should buy it. And the daughter's going, oh God, she's going to make me do this. If I don't do this, I'm not getting my jacket. She's holding yeah. the jacket as leverage of help me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm glad you guys are agreeing with that. Yeah. So I, I mean, I thought they were kind of cute. I did feel a little concerned for them when, I mean she's the center of the world. Like she's the one who keeps track of everything and she's in jail. The dad's yeah. a wall in Iowa, which is not anywhere near me. So yeah. I mean, they kind of need her. They kind of yeah. need her to be there. And so if she's off sleuthing, I, I really do hope that they're still eating, not just leftovers and pizza. I mean, and they could have easily been like snobby teenagers, like a lot of 
books do. And I just love that they weren't. I mean, they gave their mom a hard time, but it was fun. It added humor in situations where we actually needed a good laugh. So I like the kids. This is literally the last note in my notebook. The son was making a comic book about her being a superhero. That gave me all the warm, fuzzy feels. I'm going, oh, he loves his mom. That's so cute. <laughs> Lusa, she spent no time with those kids. Yeah. <laughs> they spent a lot of time making their dinner, which they did not appear yes, for. There was a lot of dinner making, not necessarily a lot of togetherness. Again, maybe... <laughs> In the next book, we'll see some momming happen. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not really sure what was going on there because it did take her. Well, how long did he have the note from the the teachers? He had it for what? what Me? Weeks? Yeah, he, he was, like, you knew about this. And she's like, yeah, I'm not going to rat him out. I'm not no snitch. <laughs> I was going to say she wasn't totally up to date with everything. Right. Going on her right. And, not what, and he got the note before she was the murder suspect. Yes, yeah, before, uh, before. Mom, the momming was a little like. You know, she needs to, I don't know what the scale is, but she's a little, she's not all the way at the top of the scale. Yeah, yeah. that was like a convenient thing because guess who his teacher is? The first, like one of the suspects she wants to talk to in the murder. And I was like, you haven't actually looked at his homework or in his backpack in weeks. And then the one time you do. <laughs> Can we also just point out she didn't know she was the teacher? Yes, you don't even know. I mean, it's also not the start of the school year where you're going, oh, I still thought you had so-and-so from last year. Yeah. Uh, no. I'm no. like, okay, <laughs> I'm not a journalist, so I don't know the kind of hours they work. But I'm like, you work in a small town in Maine doing the lifestyle column. I'm assuming you're not working 12-hour days. How do you not know who your son's teacher is? <laughs> this is another question. And anybody that has a journalism background can let me know. I'm like, if you're convicted of murder, can you actually still like do journalism until the case is closed? Like I would, I know like when mm -hmm. I was in the military and doing like, I was a, as a law enforcement officer, if you would, anything you get in trouble for, like you're not working until yeah. it's cleared. I was just a little, I was like, I know she has a lifestyle, but you're technically still the news. Yeah. Kind of a little bit of a conflict of interest in a way. I mean, that's one of those things where I think it's up to the newspapers and their board of directors. And I, I think they might do that also on like a case by case basis, depending on what they're accused of. I actually don't know the answer to that. And I've taken multiple journalism classes and one of them was a legal journalism class. And so I actually don't know the answer to that. And I feel like I should. <laughs> now, I was just thinking, I was like, how does she still get to be in the news when she's in the news? <laughs> just a random thought, random question. <laughs> I mean, I've seen other things with Cozy's, Crimes of Fashion. I love, I love that one. And there was a Lifetime adaptation with the girl from Psych. So shout out, double coziness there. She was doing crimes of fashion because she was a fashion reporter. And there are other things where, oh, I got the scoop that I can now report on because I looked into the mystery. They'll use their sleuthing as part of the reporting. But when you are the news, that's a good question. I mean, it's hard to be. Yeah, I mean, the whole thing with the news, hopefully, is that it's unbiased yeah. <laughs> and they offer a perspective. But you can't really be unbiased when it's your story. So yeah. unless you're doing an essay sort of piece. I don't know. I just was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> oh my well, gosh so cute in the comments everyone's so sweet i'm so glad you guys enjoyed the live stream and i mean she was awesome i love how like i don't have to look at my notes we just keep going back and forth i'm like i'm not like oh i want to make sure i mean we just i love how we can go from conversation to conversation this is so amazing <laughs> 
She makes it so easy. She makes it so great. Well, thanks to everybody for hanging out with us. It's been fun. I'm going to read the next book. So (laughs) I'm going to read it. I'll check back. (laughs) She does not have enough on her TBR. (laughs) I just have, I was like, it was, you know how you like peeking through? I felt like that's how I was with this book. I was like, I just have to know. I have to admit, I think, again, same wavelength with the Happily Ever Afters with romance. I had to go find out the relationship status of the current yeah. read because otherwise I was going to lose my mind. I have to sort of know what ends up being the situation. So I now know the current situation, which is okay. So now it's just a matter of getting there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I won't reveal... I don't want to spoil it for those of you who don't want the answer. I will not reveal it, but I, I needed the comfort of knowing. I needed to trace the relationship. So now that I know the relationship, I feel content. Like, okay, I can go read this and not okay. be okay. <laughs> it a while to get there, apparently. Yeah. And I trace the relationship. So there's a relationship books one through four, a different relationship books, I want to say five through. I can't believe eight. it's that long of a series. Like, five through eight, I think. And then, and then the current one was nine to 11, then oh cemented God. the relationship. Now, now we're in 14. So it takes one, a while. One of my friends friend says all the time, like how many <laughs> murders actually happen in these small towns? <laughs> like, I don't know. It I goes mean, a lot. <laughs> I have to say, I, I think it's funny when there's one murder a book. And then when we get through the cozy mysteries where there's four murders, we're losing our minds and we're going, oh my goodness. And then if you're killing off that many characters, you're going to run out of characters. And you're yeah. gonna- Who's left in this small town? There's anatomy where you got to write in new characters before you kill them off. Then you kill those off and you already have the new characters there. And then you slowly integrate the new ones and then those ones are dead. And then you're like, this is how it's going to be going. Well, this has been so much fun. Thank you for having me. You are welcome back anytime. And I genuinely mean that. We're going to have to, after the live stream is over, I'm going to be like, and Brie, can you look at your calendar for like which month in 2022? Like you think you might be able to do? Every month. Just let me know what month is free and I'll pick up the book. I have grown out of having to read the synopsis. So like when you were like, this is what we're reading. I was just like, okay, I'm going to download it. I had no idea what I was getting into. So just let oh, me know. I liked it then. That makes me so happy though. That's always my biggest concern with book club reads is that the book wins. And I go with the book recommendations that you guys want. I do not pick and choose. I mean, if you guys recommend multiple the same book multiple times, that's ending up in a poll. I'm not doing any sort of, you know, cursory things behind the scenes. The only thing that I make sure I do is that the book is available in multiple formats. You can get it in multiple platforms. So I do that research. And if the book is only available in one space or something, then I put it on the bottom of the list. Like, okay, we might get there when it's available later on. And so I just sort of move things around that way. But I don't look at the book in regards to, okay, this is the one I want to read or something. So I have no idea what's going on in the book series, what's going on with the content until I read it myself. So I really do put a lot of faith in y'all to pick and choose the books. And you guys do not let me down. Every single month I'm going, this book is interesting with this and we got this and that. And so I'm so happy that everyone's choosing books that are, you know, engaging and people seem to be enjoying. So I'm right with you. Like, even if I read the book, I'm like, whatever you guys want, it's up to you. <laughs> I got no control over this. I'll read whatever you vote on. <laughs> That's what I'm going to vote. I'm like, I'll just go with what you want. So it's, it's all, it's all in the sleuther's hands. Well, this, is, this was an interesting pick. So thank you guys for picking it. Oh my gosh. Thank you for joining. And 
being here and chatting. I really do adore you. And everyone should go check out her Instagram because it's amazing. <laughs> if you like romance, you need to be following her. I think she's an Instagram celebrity at this point. And I feel so honored that I got to see her from the beginning when you literally had like 200 followers. And I was one of the first ones. And I'm going, yay, I'm supporting you. <laughs> like one of the biggest romance bookstagrammers. <laughs> so <laughs> gotta give her the shout out and the credit. I'm trying to like do the like, you know, I don't know how to do with the Instagram. I'm, I'm trying to like with the webcam, like follow her. <laughs> so all the shout outs to you for joining. So thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for having me. This was fun. And of course, I'm always down to read cozy. So I will be back. <laughs> and I'm going to hold her to that. We have her on camera saying that. So I'll be back. yeah, like I don't know what month is free. I don't care what the book is. I like knowing nothing. So yeah, we have the record. You guys are witnesses. (laughs) I'm so happy that you guys enjoyed the book. And I'm so appreciative that y'all took time out of your day to come talk about this book and other cozy mysteries. That's one of the things I love about you and our conversations is that we end up talking about additional cozy and additional things going on with the books, you know, across platforms and across, you know, who's writing what. So that's always so much fun to chat about. But you guys are so awesome. You make me so happy. And your comments are adorable. And for the giveaway, I always have to go back and it takes me a while. I, I go through because every single comment counts as a giveaway entry, but I get to go read the comments for the giveaways because I don't see them all throughout the night. And so the next couple of days, I mean, oh, so-and-so said this, so-and-so said that. So I get to go enjoy your comments all over again and see all of them from the beginning to end. So I can't wait to actually do that. I look forward to doing the giveaways because I get to go read all your comments. So yeah. thank you for being here and doing this and commenting and chatting. I mean, I love the book club members. You guys are so positive and just so awesome. Oh, so thank you all. <laughs> love positive space. This is awesome. Good night, everybody. <laughs> Thank you for joining. And tomorrow, December 1st, the day I've been planning for since literally January. Of January 1st. <laughs> I've been planning 12 Days of Cozies like you would not believe. I am so excited and nervous at the same time to reveal everything. So tomorrow, you guys, it kicks off. You got the Instagram challenges. We got the Twitter reading sprints. We got the Twitter author chats. We got giveaways across platforms. And I'm, I already have the email newsletter drafted and ready to go. So got you covered. So I can't wait to see people's stuff on Instagram. So, I mean, tag me in your stuff just so I can see like what y'all are reading and all of the things. Cause I am I, so excited. The noble trip coming on tomorrow. <laughs> I am so excited because I know what I've been doing and working on. And I, you know, I made the Instagram challenges a while ago. So I tried to do all of my photos in advance. so I could take part in them as well. But I obviously don't know what you guys are posting yet. And I get to go see what you make of 12 Days of Cozies. And again, this has been so close to my heart for such a long time. I am so excited to see what y'all do with it and how you enjoy or what you read for Twitter sprints and what questions you ask in the author chats. I'm almost like on the edge of my seat. Like, what are they going to do? What's going to happen? So I'm really excited. (laughs) And so that's just the last thing I wanted to say is, you know, tonight we had our, this is our final live stream. This was our final live stream of 2021. (laughs) <laughs> so Yay! December we have in peppermint peril for the buddy reads Twitter reading sprints obviously 12 days of cozies is, is December 1st the 12th then you get all the holidays and stuff so our next live stream is until January 2022 so this is our final live stream so I feel like this is a big moment <laughs> so yes. well, I was like, the 12 days of cozies everybody and your December and bring on the cozies in the new year <laughs> I know. so thank you for everyone for being here for the final live stream of 2021. Thank you. And please, hopefully you can join all the cozy fun for 12 days of cozies and stay safe and happy reading. Bye. (laughs) Bye,
thank you for listening to the Cozy Mystery Book Club podcast. I hope you enjoyed our discussion of Lee Hollis's Death of a Kitchen Diva. For more information on the Cozy Mystery Book Club, please check out at Cozy Mystery Club over on Instagram and Twitter. I also work really hard to maintain the website. It is all up to date. And if I do say so myself, it is quite beautiful and interactive. The official book club website is thecozymysterybookclub.com. And please be sure to mark your calendars for the last Tuesday of the month every month at 7 p.m. EST. I'll be going live over on YouTube to discuss our latest cozy mystery read with all of our sleuthing friends. And if you are someone who uses Twitter and enjoys talking to cozy mystery authors, you should also mark your calendars for the second Tuesday of the month at 7 p.m. EST because your soon-to-be favorite and favorite cozy mystery authors will be tweeting with you live from 7 to 8 p.m. answering all of your cozy questions. You can tweet with them using the hashtag, hashtag CozyCornerChat. Every month, there is at least one cozy mystery author who will be joining the conversation. And I say at least, with some of the months featuring up to eight authors. There is so much coziness to be enjoyed. Please don't miss out on the fun. Previous guest authors include Julian Lindsay, Tamara Lush, Vicki Delaney, Astoria Wright, Mary Angela, Marilyn Levinson, Libby Klein, Kate Lansing, and so many others. Emmeline Duncan, Eve Calder, Esme Addison, so many authors have generously taken time out of their days to discuss cozies with us. I am so fortunate and so thankful for these authors, and I'm just blown away by their generosity, kindness, and their overall ability to talk about cozies. Thank you so much for listening to today's podcast episode. And if you get the chance, I really hope you can join the Cozy Mystery Book Club fun across platforms at any of the other events that I've been organizing and working on for y'all. I really hope that you were able to join at least one of the other events that's been going on. To avoid missing out on any of the coziness, please add yourself to the newsletter list. This way you have access to all of the behind the scenes information. You also have access to special pages that I've designed just for you and all of the calendar references are right there for you. My goodness, that really is a lot of coziness. Thank you again for taking time out of your day to celebrate Cozy Mysteries with myself and all of your fellow sleuthers with the Cozy Mystery Book Club. Please stay kind, creative, and cozy. And I hope today is a great reading, writing, and sleuthing day.